the dangers of going to the enemy. But that's not the thought, that's not the title for tonight. I want to think on and look into the title, or the theme, or the thought, Turn Not From The Path. Here we read about Samson, and here in this passage, after he basically persuaded his parents to, you know, give this woman as his wife, he went down to see him, see her with her, with her, uh, with his parents, and in verse five, uh, in verse five we see, and then went Samson down and his father and his mother to Timnath, and came to the vineyards of Timnath, and behold, a young lion roared against him, and now young lion was is very very strong. It's actually stronger than the older one. And uh, a young lion is very feared. Feared, But Samson, he didn't fear. He, he, what, did, what, we, what do we read here? And it says, and he went down and talked. Sorry. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. This verse 6. And he rent him as he would ha- have rent a kid. Basically a kid or like a sheep. And he had nothing in his hands. And he told not his father or his mother what he had done. God... God's strength was upon him, the strongest man alive. He took this young lion as a fearful beast. If we, in the zoos, we keep them in the cages because we don't want to face them head on. And, but Samson, he basically, the power of the Lord, the might of the Lord came upon him and he rent him in two. He didn't have a sword or anything. He used his bare hands. That's the power of God. This is not the power of man. But it says, and he went down and talked with the woman and she pleased Samson well. And after a time, he returned to take her, and he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion, and behold, there was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. Now, when I was reading through this passage on this week, the words, and he turned aside, caught my eye. How many of us turn aside from the path to look at something that we really shouldn't? A Jew, according to the law, was not to come close to a dead carcass either animal or human. And if they did, they were, taught, they were called unclean. Now this was especially required of a Nazarene. And if they did, if they did touch an unclean body, then they were unclean before the Lord and their vows were null. They were basically, the purpose of them becoming a Nazarene, there was, they had stopped it. They, it was null. But Samson... He did that was not right for the Lord. He turned aside to see what? To see the carcass. He was interested. He was curious. How many of us do such a thing in the world? Out of curiosity, we say, what? what's, what's over there? Turn away, turn aside from the path of the Lord. Turn not from the path, my brother. Here as Samson, we read about Samson, he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion. And what did he find? There was a swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion. Hmm. Pleasures for a season. When we read in Hebrews, we're going to read there. We read about um, about Moses, what he chose to do. He had an easy. He, it would have been so easy for him to be in the position that he was, but he chose another way, a better path. But here, Samson, he he chose. To turn aside. Turn aside from the path that he was going. To see a lion that he had killed. To do that which was not right before the Lord. And there he found sweetness. But brethren. In our life. In the spiritual life. 
we have such temptations in our life too. We're as born again believers in God, we are set upon a path by God, set upon a path of righteousness and holiness to live a certain way, to keep ourselves a certain way, be upright before the Lord. If you read through the Word of God, I preached on this recently, you can look through the through the Word of God, you find what God delights in. And at the same time, you have to look at what God abhors, what is abhorrent to Him, what he, what's abomination to the Lord. Because in the same same context, when you look at what's abomination before the Lord, you find what delights Him, because it's the opposite. When we when we are put when we are saved, children of God, as people as the these um, this um, man and his daughter both took the step of believers baptism, it, they began the path set by God in 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 uh, in, um, in obedience, the path of obedience to serve the Lord. We're all, I hope, have taken that path. And I say, children of God, we are on a path set by God. But many times Satan in our life, he distracts us or tries to draw us away from the path of God to cause us to turn aside out of interest or out of curiosity to see what is that or Hold on, let me see what's that like. What's that like? Beware. Because you will find sweetness there. But it's only for a season. It's only for a time. God said, um, let's turn with, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Here we talk about how God says, warns, and gives wisdom and understanding. Proverbs is a, is a book of wisdom, a book of knowledge, you could say. And here God says, talks about this, turning away from the path of evil, be upon the path that is right and good, and how we are supposed to live. Proverbs chapter 4, we're going to start in verse 10. Verse 10, Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. many. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in the right paths. When thou goest, Thy steps shall not be strained, and when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it, and pass away. For, thy, for they sleep not, except they have done mischief. And their sleep is taken away, unless they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just is as a shining light that shineth more and more unto a bright, perfect day. The way of the wicked is as darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto the, those that find them and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a forward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand, nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. Here we have a compare and contrast of the path of the righteous and the path of the wicked. God, here, when I read through Proverbs and it says, My son, I don't... Here we know that this was written by Solomon. I believe that he wrote this as to his son. 
But I, I read it as if God is writing to me because I am his child. Each of us, if we are born again, we are his children. And when I read through this, I, I, I read as if God is speaking directly to me. He's saying as if my son received my sayings. Why? Why should we do this? And the years of thy life shall be many. If we listen to God's sayings, if we listen to what God says and do it, here when it says listen, it doesn't just mean listen to it and let it go and, and forget about it. No, it's listening and hiding into your heart and listen to it and actually obey it. Your, your years shall be many. God's blessings will come upon you. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. God's word, God gave us his word as a light unto our feet, a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path. God's word guides and directs us, gives us the way how to walk. God says, I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. His wisdom is complete here. He gives us his wisdom in his word. How many of us open his word each day? How many of us simply leave it on a shelf and don't touch it until service time? His word is meant to be open. His word is supposed to be open so that we read it, that we gain wisdom, that we learn by it. Here, this is, this is what he's saying here. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in right paths. So therefore, we can't blame God when we, our path is narrow, or when our path, sorry, not narrow, when our path is full of trouble, or when our path is full of stress or pain. If we have chosen the path ourselves, then it's our fault. God's path is always right. Even if it's led through a valley of darkness, there's always blessing in it. But the path that we choose always, always lead away from God. And therefore, we do not receive His blessings. If you think and question, why do I not have received the blessings of God in my life? Check your love. You might not be on the path of God. Because when we are on His path, then He will shed us with His blessing. Here we read, When thou goest, thy steps shall not be strained. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. This reminds me of a passage in Isaiah. You probably all know this passage. But they that wait upon the Lord shall be renewed in strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Before that passage, I love that passage, because before that, God says, to whom will you compare me? Because to whom will you liken me? Because so many people have an ideology, think a certain way about God, and it's not right. And God had to remind Israel, say, to whom will you liken me? I'm not like the idols who cannot speak or hear or listen or see. I'm the one who created all things. And before Isaiah 40, verse 39, God said, surely the, surely the young man shall fall. In our own strength, when we strive to do things in our own strength, we will fail. When we strive to do the path, go the path that we have chosen, to, choose, to go the way we have made for ourselves, we will fall. But they that wait upon the Lord, they that trust in the Lord with all thy, their heart, and that lean not according to their own understanding, that in the, all their ways they acknowledge Him, God says they will, He will direct their paths. God will guide them. God will give them and show them the path that is right. Here in Proverbs, God said why, that, that when we listen to wisdom, 
He gives us His wisdom. He shows us the right path. Why? That when we go, when thou goest, thy steps shall not be strained. And when thou runnest, thou shalt not stumble. His path is never filled with potholes. It's the Satan and the devil who puts pits in front of us. But God's path always leads around us. Here it says, Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Enter not into the path of the wicked, and go not in the way of evil men. Avoid it, pass not by it, turn from it, and pass away. For they sleep not except they have done mischief, and their sleep is taken away unless they, they, they cause some to fall. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. This reminds me of Proverbs chapter 1, when God himself, again, God wrote here, uh, My son, sinners entice thee, consent thou not. And he continues on, but then he said, My son, walk not in their way, thou in the way with them. Refrain thy foot from their path. God said, keep your way from them. Keep your way, keep your path, your feet from the path of wickedness. Do not turn aside. Because the path God has set for us is good and is right and holy. And His path leads us to life. His path leads us into blessings. Our path leads us to sorrow and pain and destruction. Here says, But the path of the just is as a shining light that shines more and more unto a perfect day. The way of the wicked is darkness. They know not at what they stumble. My son, attend unto my words. Again, he's saying this. Listen to me. As if he's saying, Listen to me. Do not forget what I'm saying. It's so important. This is what God is doing. If God says one thing, it's important. But if he says this a second time, you better pay attention. He says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Out of it are the life. When we keep our heart unto the Lord, when we keep ourselves according to His path, we find life. It's our life. We find eternal life, blessings in our life. Put away from thee a forward mouth, and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look straight on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established, as it's written in Ephesians chapter 4. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, for the days are evil. God said to walk circumspectly. That means carefully, watching every way you're going. Carefully, make sure that you don't fall. That's the meaning of circumspectly. God said, See then that you walk circumspectly, carefully. Why? Because there are pits in the, our way. Satan is going to try everything he can to cause us to fall. He loves it. And that God, Satan, is going to strive to cause us to turn aside. So therefore we must walk carefully so that we don't stray from the path. So that we don't go to the, into the ditch, but that we stay straight on the path. As if, we, it's a good example, is if, we had a bridge across lava. You would walk circumspectly, right? So it's a thin boy. You would walk very carefully so that you don't misstep and fall into the lava. 
That's the idea. Uh, that's the idea of God to walk circumspectly, carefully, because the path of God is narrow. It is narrow. Why? Because it's the truth and right. It's not the easy path, but it's the right path, and in it is the blessings of God. God said to walk circumspectly, ponder the path of thy feet. Let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Do not stray. Remove thy foot from evil. So here we've looked at Samson and how he strayed from the path. Why? To look at the lion. And there he found sweetness. Let's turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. We're not going to get into every, all the passages. No, I remember of Demas. You, there's a testimony of Demas. The one time we really hear read about him. You know what we read? It says in Second Timothy chapter 4, For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. Demas was in Paul's ministry. He followed with him. He went where he went. But why did he forsake Paul? He forsook God's plan. He forsook God's way. Why? Because he had loved this present world. Here in Hebrews, we read the testimony of, of, uh, of Moses' faith. Here in Hebrews chapter 11, Hebrews chapter 11, we read about Moses' faith. In verse 24, it says, By faith Moses, when he was come to the two years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures of Egypt, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Here we see the testimony of Moses. What did he do? He was placed. He was a Jew, but the Pharaoh's daughter found him, and he was taught and raised up as a prince of Egypt, as what? As a prince in the greatest country, in the greatest nation of the world at that time. He had everything. He could have everything he wanted. But you know what he did? When he came to use, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with his people, with the people of God. Because the people of God, the Jews, were in bondage. They were treated as slaves, worse than dogs. He chose rather to suffer affliction than what? Than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. The pleasures of sin is not everlasting. The pleasures of God, the blessings of God are for everlasting blessings. We read this morning in Psalms, uh, in, sorry, in Proverbs, it says, For the um, uh, blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. God's blessings are like this, but not the blessings of sin, not the pleasures of sin. It's only for a season. It's only sweet for a season, but after the words, there's bitterness and sorrow and pain. Here Moses, he refused to be called. He refused the place that he was put in and chose rather to suffer with the children of God. Why? Esteeming the reproach of Christ. Greater riches than the treasures of Egypt. For he had respect and the recompense of the reward. Brothers and sisters, we have a reward waiting for us. Let it read with me. Turn with me to Second Second Corinthians chapter five. We're going to read a couple more passages, then finish. Second Corinthians chapter five. Here we read about the rec the reward that every man will receive. Every man. 
This is not just to the children of God. Okay? But this was written to the believers in Corinth. Here we see, read, uh, chapter, uh, verse, uh, for 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 9. Wherefore we labor, that whether, be, whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. I'm sorry, I misunderstood, I missaid. This is only for the believers, because only those who are saved will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Those who are unbelievers, those who are not saved, will appear before the white throne judgment. And they will answer for their life. Each of us will answer for our works and deeds, but only those who are saved will, be for, will appear before the judgment seat of Christ. So this is only for the saved. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in this body according to that he hath done, whether it be good or bad. God will recompense us according to our works. If we live according to his way, go in the path that he has chosen for us, then we will receive one day before the judgment seat of God, Christ. We will receive a recompense for it. We will. We would have been laying treasures up in heaven, where no moth, or, or no, where no moth corrupt nor man can steal, where our treasures are laid. Christ Himself answered this question. Asked this question: Where your heart is, there is your treasures are. Right? Where your treasures are, there your heart is also. And basically, question: Where is your treasures? Where's your heart? Where's your desires? And what, you when, and what do you delight in? Because God said we will receive of that which we have done, either good or bad. We will receive. God said that we will receive a recompense of our life. Therefore, we must walk circumspectly. That therefore, we must be careful how we live so that we might glorify God in our body and receive of are good works. Again, I do not believe in good works being saved by good works, but in Ephesians, God said in Ephesians chapter 2, I'm going to read this passage, Ephesians chapter 2, God said that we are his workmanship created unto what? Good works. We are created as God, as children of God, we have been transformed from the old man to the new man, and therefore we have been transformed, we have been created unto good works. As children of God, we are not to live as children of darkness. We're to live as children of light. We are to live in good works. And we will receive a reward. According to our life. According to our works. Our words. Our thoughts. Everything. As it says in Lamentations. That God will recompense. Either good or bad. Also read with me in um, 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4. Here we read Paul's testimony. By the end of 2 Timothy, he was already ready. Like he said, I'm ready to be offered. I'm ready to die, basically. I'm ready to go to the Lord. He was in prison in Rome. And he was ready. He knew that his time was come. Here we see the testimony of Paul in chapter two, 4 of 2 Timothy, verse 6. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. His testimony that he had lived a certain way. Why? So that he might please his Lord. He had what? He had fought a good fight. He had fought against evil. He had stood for that was true and right. He had finished his course. He had gone down. He had done exactly what the Lord had got, given him to do. 
in his life. He had finished his race, his path, his course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at me at that day, and not to me only, but to but unto all them also that love his appearing. There is a crown waiting for those who are faithful, who live according to God's will and God's plan. There is a crown. Here we read about the crown of righteousness. I believe there's also a crown of life as we read in James. That those who suffer through tribulation, um, blessed is the man that endureth temptation, for when he is tried, he shall receive a crown of life, which the Lord hath promised to them that love him. There are crowns in heaven, but we only receive if we strive lawfully, if we live according to his plan, if we live according to his word. We will only receive blessings in this life and the life to come. Only if we live according to his path. If only if we walk in his path that he has chosen for us. That we do not turn aside. Do not be enticed by the things of this world. I love electronics. I really do. They are so helpful. Really. And communication, it helps so much. But I understand the dangers of it. Because so many, it's, even in Russia, so many of the young people are in, uh, in Russia are on games, playing games or on video on their phone all the time. No more do they go outside. No more do they do those things that we used to do, that I used to do when I was young. There's dangers, and they know so much that they really shouldn't know. There are temptations. There's enticement by the devil on our electronics, on everything that's around us. Do not turn aside. Hold the path. And if you do turn aside, then return to the path. There is a way. God calls us. And when we turn aside, then His Holy Spirit, if we are saved, children of God, His Holy Spirit works on us. That's why we're miserable. When we are in, on not God's path, that's, and we're miserable, it's because of His Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit is working on us. But if we don't listen, then there will become a time when His Holy Spirit will not work anymore. We have shunned His words. God says to listen. In Proverbs, He said, listen to me. Listen and pay attention, for it is life. God's way is life. God said that blessed is the man that, what? Walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is what? In the law of the Lord, in the word of God, and, on, and in his law, in his law, that he meditate day and night. God said that we're supposed to delight in his way, in his path. And if we do so, then we will receive the blessings of God. Do not be like Samson, who strayed away from the path, who turned aside after the pleasures of this world. That wasn't just the first time. That was just a picture of his life. He turned aside onto the things of this world, and therefore he came to his end. Brethren, do not turn us. Do not turn away from the path. God has a path set for us. And stay in it. For therein we find life. Therein we find blessings in this life and in the life to come. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you, Father, for this time. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness, for your word that is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our path, that you give encouragement, instruction, reproof, 
in the right timing, Lord. I thank you, Father. You're so good. Please bless the rest of this time, Lord, as we as we uh, finish up the services. Lord, thank you, Father, for our ability to um, gather together, Lord, and worship you and to learn of you, Father. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. Um, please uh, bless the rest of our day and the rest of our night, Lord, that we might draw, draw closer unto you and delight in your word and, med and meditate upon that which we have received. May it be, may you be glorified in our life. Thank you. Say these things, your son, precious and holy name. Amen. So much. I was talking to the uh, teens this morning as well. You know, the Christian life uh, is not rocket science. It's hard to do sometimes. It's not hard to understand. Just do what the Lord says. Uh, there, as he was talking, I was thinking of that verse. In fact, love, love that uses much scripture. It's a blessing. Always use a, a lot of scripture and preaching. That's good. Uh, but I was thinking of one verse you didn't uh, use that, that I was thinking of. There is a way that seemeth right unto a man. The end of, of the ways of death. Now the way seems right, but it is wrong because it ends wrong. And that's what, that was just what we had showcased tonight. So, the way that seemeth right to a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. How many things in the world today seem right to people, but they're wrong because they end wrong? So, thank you for that great challenge. I appreciate that so much, and uh, appreciate the whole day. Now, if you uh, fellows would head back to your table. As